Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Life Radio, episode 19. My name is Matt Sin. I'm here with my friends Chris Cumbie and Kyle Pauly. Chris comes before Kyle because we still don't have a freaking logo, Kyle. What? what? <laughs> I have no idea what you two said. What? Yeah, it's basically what we said at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. What? Um, today is August 29th, 2019. And Mr. Chris Cumbie is going to give you some information on what happened this day in wrestling history. This day in wrestling history. So, this day in wrestling history, we have 31 years ago today, in 1988, the WWF presented the very first SummerSlam. Oh, so the one you told us about yesterday was the second SummerSlam then. That is correct. Oh, cool. This is the first SummerSlam, and of course, from Madison Square Garden, because why not? Yep. This one also had some very uh, good matches, and the uh, the main event is is one for the history books. But we have Rick Rude defeating the Junkyard Dog, and I don't know about you guys, but I loved the Junkyard Dog. I did too. He was great. Good stuff. He was. I love Junkyard Dog. Probably uh, should have been the first African American WWF champion. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. He was really then, good. We have the Ultimate War. This is when the Ultimate Warrior came out and defeated the Honky Tonk Man in 31 seconds to win the Intercontinental Championship. Oh, wow. That's history. This is historic, my friend. We have Demolition defeating the Hart Foundation to retain the Tag Team Championship. Uh, big, Big Boss Man defeats Coco Beware. Uh, Jake... The snake beats Hercules. What? I forgot about Hercules. (laughs) And then we have the main event, which was the mega powers of Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage defeating the mega bucks of Ted DiBiase and Andre the Giant with Jesse the Body Ventura as the special referee. That's interesting. So this was the big deal when they both had the yellow tights and uh miss elizabeth has her yellow outfit on and yeah uh so this this was that that big moment where the mega powers dominated that's really cool hmm. yeah very very historic yeah that's awesome yeah, that uh like I, I every time we talk about this old wrestling it kind of makes me want to go back and watch some of it oh yeah hmm. well, let's move right on into smackdown let's yeah. do that and I just like we we creamed raw pretty bad last night, but ladies and gentlemen, you ain't heard nothing yet. Ooh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a fun one. Ooh, child. Ooh, child. So SmackDown opens with now. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this for you guys segment by segment. Okay. SmackDown opens with a Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan recap, right? Okay. After that, Kofi Kingston comes out, and then we get... No, excuse me. I think before that, we get the Kofi Kingston-Randy Orton recap segment, right? Yes. Kofi comes out, and he and Orton... Orton is, like, running his mouth, 
he says that he got a letter from a fan that he doesn't usually pay any attention to because he doesn't listen to the fans. But he liked this one. He's going to read it. And the letter basically says, please stop hurting my favorite wrestler, Kofi Kingston. Also, he's also my dad. And so he was, you know, saying that he's going to go visit his children. So Kofi runs to the back. They start brawling. Randy Orton DDTs him in the back. That's it. So after that. There was a little bit then, more than that. Yeah, it was. Oh, you want to go over it? I was just say there was some there was some pretty good back and forth, you know. I mean, you have Randy being, you know, what Randy does best, which is attacking the person's family, because that's right. that's Randy Orton's mo: go after the family, yeah. and then Kofi being, you know, hardcore Kofi of don't come after my family, bruh, you know. So yeah, this really harkened back to AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe a few years ago where Samoa Joe was like visiting AJ's house and stuff. So, I I mean, it was fine. Oh, Wendy! (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. I just, I don't know, like, it feels like such a rehash to me. Yeah, and I liked how this feud started when it was based on the whole Randy Orton beat Kofi when he was, uh, you know, trying to get started. And, um, you know, he, he said the whole stupid thing, but they're really like, you know, bashing that over our heads, like even Orton coming on the screen after Kofi's talking and just saying it, you know, like a hundred times. Um, I mean, I, I, I didn't mind the whole letter thing. I thought that was, you know, kind of good. Yeah, and it was, Orton, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Orton did pretty well on that. What was also weird was to when Orton le- reads a letter, he says he's going to go visit Kofi's family. Kofi runs to the back. So he goes out and meets Orton at the gorilla position and this isn't, I mean, I guess like the casual wrestling fan who doesn't really watch wrestling hardly at all wouldn't notice this. But I mean, if you watch WWE, you know, even just like a, like a decent amount, you chances are you've seen, they, I mean, they've shown clips on Raw, on SmackDown. I mean, it's all the time on WWE Network and like specials, the, what the gorilla position is. I think right. everybody knows it by now. But for this segment, they just decided to completely clear it out and make it empty. Right. So they could brawl for like five minutes. And it was just like, we've seen this before. We know that's where right. Vince McMahon sits. We know that's where all the – I mean, they've done stuff with all the people back there. They've shown Lesnar going back and throwing the belt at Vince. Like, they've shown that area. I don't know why they felt they needed to clear everybody out and pretend like it was a separate room. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was definitely was weird. Strange. And then like they start beating their, you know each other up, and then everybody runs. It's like everybody in Gorilla took a lunch break, right? And uh, they came <laughs> back Maybe whenever they're so. fighting. Maybe they're just all running late. Yeah. <laughs> Another segment that they're, happened. They're having a, they went to go eat a sandwich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or they were still in a production meeting because Vince was rewriting the whole show. Right. So, so before before Kofi came out, actually, there was this backstage segment where. Kayla comes up to Roman Reigns and she's like, are you going to apologize to uh, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan? And he goes, I actually think that's better for the ring. So he leaves and I'm thinking he's going to come to the ring, but then Kofi comes out, of course. So I will say that at the end of this Kofi segment, we've already been to, I think, two commercials now. When we come back, we get Ollie versus Buddy Murphy, which is great, right? But we're already like 20, 25 minutes into the show and the live crowd has seen Kofi Kingston out in the ring for three minutes. And I'm not exaggerating. That's it. Everything else was backstage. And my wife said, why would I buy a ticket 
why wouldn't I just stay home and watch it on TV? And I said, you're right. I've been saying this for weeks, bro. Haven't I been saying this? It just doesn't make any sense. You can't go through almost a quarter, almost a quarter of the show because it was past 20 minutes, almost half an hour, almost half hour mark. You can't go through that and have nothing happen inside the ring. Everybody knows that real wrestling happens on 205 Live. (laughs) That's that's why you buy the ticket. (laughs) Oh, man. Or or, uh, superstars, right? Don't forget about that, too. Yeah. I actually (laughs) forgot that was a thing until a couple weeks ago when we mentioned it. I would hate to be at that show and have to sit through all that. Yeah. (laughs) Literally three different shows. This SmackDown is just a recap show of Raw, man. It's, It's, I don't know what they're thinking. It's a yeah. it's a recap show of Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> right. yeah, it kind of is. It kind of is. So after that, we've got the King of the Ring tournament, the first match to, for tonight, and we've got Ali versus Buddy Murphy. And this match was really, really good. And the only thing that bothered me about this is both of these guys really seem to be getting a push. Ali won this match in, in a pretty competitive match, and it was fine. But the problem is, they've Ali's already lost to me. Like he had all these vignettes, and then he came back and he lost a couple matches. I don't know. And then Buddy Murphy's getting these big pushes. This big push. He beat Daniel Bryan last week, and he lost to Ali this week. And I don't know. It just seemed in the first round. To, yeah, it, it seemed yeah. a bit off for me. And I'm okay with Ali beating Buddy Murphy if Ali was handled better yeah over these last couple months but he hasn't been handled well um i think this is probably ali's this is probably how they're going to redeem him i think that he'll beat andrade in the next round uh or, or in this in the smackdown finals but I, I it's i don't know I, again the match is great i love ali i just don't feel like buddy murphy should have lost in the first round yeah i agree so um so he'll beat elias or probably beat andrade and then it definitely, it definitely didn't make, it definitely did not make sense. Again, this is kind of like what I said with Raw. I wish that they would have had um, Ali and Murphy facing other guys, right? You know, like like the other match. Again, this is the same thing. I wish that it'd be flip flopped on who's facing who, so that these guys could face each other later in the tournament. Right, because these guys are Chad Shelton both lose. Well, these guys are both too good to to lose in the first round. Right, it's ridiculous. I I don't, I I don't get it sometimes, man. I really don't. Yeah, it makes makes no sense at all. You want to talk about this at all, Kyle? The uh, the Buddy Murphy match. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. I mean, great match. Had a lot of you know high flying. I really liked the. The tilt world DDT when Buddy was like in between the ropes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, another thing is like what I what I don't like about these first round matches. It goes into kind of what Chris was saying about the seating and everything of who's facing who in the first round. And same could be said about Drew McIntyre and um, Ricochet, and I mean even Samoa Joe and Cesaro. I, I wish these would have been later round matches so they could go longer. Because it's like you see a flash of how good it can be, and they're good matches. I'm not saying they're bad, but like they should be later round matches with like you know more desperation, not just the first round. Uh, you know, I think they should be, like I said, they, they should be later in the tournament and have more on the line, and have like you know these guys should have wins under their belts already. Um, yeah, I agree. 
and yeah, like kind of what you're saying, like Shelton Benjamin and Gable later were just kind of like, okay, like that's not, that seemed more like a first round match because it was just, you know, right. whatever. But okay. yeah, but I enjoyed the match. Yeah, it was a great match. It just and it didn't fall flat at all. Don't get me wrong. Right. I right. just I don't think this should have happened yet. Yeah. So. Um, but it was great. They shook hands at the beginning. They shook hands at the end. Buddy Murphy is clearly a face now. It's. I hope they push him. I think they have something special in Buddy Murphy. He has a very unique look. He's big enough to be believable uh, to, to fight the big guys, even before he becomes a superstar like Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles. But he can flippity-doo-dah around the ring like <laughs> just, a few other, just a few other guys. I think he's incredible. Flippity- I hope he beats Elias. <laughs> Flippity doo da day. Yeah. Flippity doo da, flippity day. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so then we go backstage, and Ember Moon is all like, Hi, Bailey. I don't care what Charlotte says. You're the face because you're the champion. And even though you beat me, we're going to be friends again. That's not exactly what she said, but it's basically what she said. And then Lacey <laughs> even, Evans. Even though is, Bailey has been a bully to her for like the past I month. I know. And then so they Lacey hugged Evans, it I'm, out. They hugged it out. Okay. Because Bailey is a hugger. So Lacey Evans comes and she's like, I'm actually the face of SmackDown, not you. Ha ha ha. And I'll show you in our match later tonight. Wasn't she on Raw? Who who knows anymore? Yeah. Really? Who cares? I mean, I got Nikki Cross wrong yesterday. I was confident she was on SmackDown. You guys want me to look it up or are you good? It doesn't matter. Okay. Just check. Um, So then we have. It's a wild card rule. It's genius. It's genius. Genius. I can't do it. I can't do his voice. We know. So Miz comes out, and he's like, I want Sami Zayn to get out here and explain what happened last week. And so he calls him out, and he says, Sammy, get in this ring so I can, what What did he say? Beat some sense into you or something? I, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He tries to get in the ring, and Sammy says, that's not how it's going to work because I don't care what all of these people, you know, care about. I'm like, Boo. all right. Exactly. He got he got booze. And so Miss says, well, if you won't come in here, I will come out there and beat some respect into you. So he gets out of the ring. Yeah, you will. He starts slowly coming to Sami Zayn. And Shinsuke attacks him from behind. They throw him in the ring. And Shinsuke beats him up. And now it's been two weeks in a row. And like this is basically basically the same as what happened last week. Miz better thank his lucky stars that tag team turmoil match was so bad on Raw. <laughs> I was so close to giving him the future endeavor of the week. Really, the future endeavor of the month because, I mean, like last week, he uh, he got beat up by Zayn and um, Nakamura, and then on Raw, he loses to he comes out and cuts a promo talking about how he's going to be King Awesome. He's hyping everybody up about his accomplishments. Gets beat by Baron Corbin. Yeah. And then he comes on SmackDown and threatens to beat up Sami Zayn, follows him like an idiot, and like you said, walks out super slow. And Shinsuke jumps him from behind, and he, they just beat him up. And I'm like, what a loser. Yeah. I mean, really, The Miz is, isn't believable as a face anymore. Ever since his loss to, to Shane, they got to turn him hill again for him to get any heat. I mean, he's just a laughing stock at this point. Yeah, he's just getting beat up, everybody. Maurice's husband is much better than that, guys. Come on. That's, yeah, okay. Okay, so I also want to point out that after we go to another commercial break, break uh, Bailey comes out, right? This is the start of the second hour of SmackDown. So we have had, in the first hour, one match. 
Yep. Sounds one. right. Sounds right. That's it. It was a good one. Still yeah. good one. So Bailey beat Lacey Evans. Charlotte came out in the middle, of the, kind of in the middle of the match. Um, didn't really do anything. And if I remember right, they didn't do anything after the match either. Like, it didn't really matter that Charlotte was out there other than just to kind of get her on the show and remind her, hey, we have a match. This match, though, is Lacey Evans. Okay, so take this with a grain of salt. It was fine. It was. Bailey carried her to a pretty decent match. Lacey Evans didn't screw up a whole lot. There was no, like, super obvious bad spots like there were with the multiple times with Becky Lynch. Um, I, as, as a character, not as a wrestler, because Lacey Evans has a lot to learn as a wrestler, as a character, Lacey Evans is one of the best women on the roster because she's so believable at what she does. So you really think that she is who she says she is. And if you've ever seen like her autograph signings, she's so witty and, and she's so on point with with the people that um, are getting their their autograph signed and pictures taken with her. She's hilarious. I love her character, and I hope that she becomes better in the ring. Yeah, I think she got obviously brought up too early because yeah. she's got that bar down, but doesn't have the in ring down yet. Um, I'm really happy that Bailey was faced the way she was when she did that. I mean, it's a cool backflip that she does where she jumps up to the top rope. Yeah, that one, uh, it was she rough, though. Destroyed Bailey's knees. And I'm she like, sure did. you know, that probably hurt her knees really bad. But if she'd been flipped the other way, she probably would have crushed her face. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, fine match for what it was. Uh, Charlotte did nothing. Uh, she just stood out there. And even when Bailey won, she just kind of like looked at her like, okay. And that was yeah. really it. Yeah. Anything to add, Chris? No, I agree with both you guys. And there's not, yeah, there's not I much mean, to add to this. There's not much to say. I mean, Lacey Evans is is what she is. She should not have been brought up as early as she did. Um, but I think with time, she'll become what uh, what she, you know, I think she has a high ceiling. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I do too. We had two backstage segments, and I'm not sure if these are out of order, so forgive me. But we had Big E in the back, and he came out of the trainer's room. And one of the interviewers said, hey, I assume you're checking on Kofi. And he said, absolutely. And you know what? Kofi will definitely be ready for Clash of Champions. But I'm not sure Randy Orton will be because they have a match tonight. Uh, it was really good. Big E is super believable. I, I could be wrong. I hope I'm not. I think Big E is going to be another breakout star for the New Day. I think he's a future world champion. He really has the charisma. He's solid in the ring. I really hope that that he is he gets there one day. Uh, the other backstage segment was Elias, who was sitting in Shane's office with a twenty four seven title wrapped around his waist, and there's no goobers. I don't know why there's no goobers because Shane McMahon is not here, and Kevin Owens comes in and says, "Hey, where's Shane?" And Elias says, "He's not here," and Shane's like, "So he's like not here, not here, or he's not in the room?" Elias says, "No. What do you not get, stupid? He's not here." And so so. Kevin smirks and says, thanks, and leaves. It was bad, too. The whole show, I mean, I'm telling you, man. So then we get Randy Orton versus Big E, and it was fun. And then they protected Big E and made him look strong. Big E went toe-to-toe with Randy Orton. And the finish, the revival came out, and the ref, now, remember on Raw, there was a ref that was outside the ring, and when there was a chair shot, like he got whacked and then like he he heard the chair shot right. Well, he I heard that. I he, heard that. He did. So at, yeah. at the end here, like he kind of moves out of the way 
And like, he's not being distracted or anything. And he just like turns around and the revival, like, I don't remember which one it was. I think both of them actually hit Big E who turned around into an RKO and Randy Orton got the win. But this match was solid. Um, Randy Orton and Big E fought outside a little bit. They both took bumps on the table. Uh, uh, Randy Orton failed to hit the RKO a couple times because Big E was able to counter it. Big E looked really good, and they protected him. And I, I, I enjoyed this match. I thought it was good. Yeah, the RKO was pretty, um, and it, like you said, they, they protected Big E. Um, again, we, we're going to go back to the fact that Randy Orton is so much better when he has lackeys. And so oh, yeah. when, when he had uh, the revival uh, come back in and then they did the RKO with both of them holding him up. Yeah. The super and, RKO. Yeah. That's what they called it. I'm like, wait a second. Is that what we're going with? Okay. Yeah. They hit the, I think they call it the Chate RKO machine. <laughs> that's, that's what I heard. And that's what I've read. So the Chate RKO machine. Tom Phillips called it the super RKO on SmackDown, yeah. which yeah. is terrible. So, but it was, uh, you know, I like it. I, I like the the back and forth between them. Um, and this is definitely building Randy Orton back up because he's kind of disappeared for a while. Yeah. And this is this is definitely getting him back into the main spotlight. Well, and it's also, um, I, I like how they are slowly taking apart New Day. So they've got Xavier Woods out of the picture. Uh, Kofi's hurt for now. And Big E got, you know, beat up on. Uh, I think they could still do something to him, you know, before the pay-per-view. And then it'll just kind of be Kofi by himself. And uh, I think you could see a title change there. I think it's totally possible. But, um, yeah, I like it. Uh, I think it's done well for Orton. Uh, happy to see that Scott Dawson has recovered from that uh, wedgie burn that he got from Monday Night Raw. <laughs> He's got Usy Hot helped him. <laughs> yeah, so good, good to see him back and healthy. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the match for what it was. I thought it was great, you know, heel heat for Orton and uh, the New Day. I mean, uh, not the New Day, the Revival. Yeah. Um, It just just sucks that the Revival just lost (laughs) on Raw in that horrible match. Yeah. Or, you know, they'd be more serious, but whatever. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, and as good as the Revival is, when Randy Orton got on the corner and just lifted his arms – he just looks like a friggin' superstar. Like, this is what the WWE needs because right now they have a lack of true superstars. And Randy Orton, 13-time world champion, is a superstar. And it's not like he's retiring tomorrow. Like, keep he should always be in a feud. He should always be on TV. And I don't understand yeah. what they've been doing with him these last few months. But this yeah. feud with Kofi has been absolutely great. I've, I've absolutely loved it. Um... So we go to commercial break again and come back and Elias is sitting in the the king chair. And he starts a little promo and Kevin Owens comes out. He like lift, he puts his head around the chair. Yeah, it's kind of funny. And Elias sees him and he starts beating him up. He throws him in the ring. He stuns him and he walks away and our truth slides into the ring. <laughs> and he slid in very funny, by the way. He sure did. And But before he can get in, Drake Maverick grabs his foot and pulls him out of the ring and his face smashes into the ground on the outside. And Drake Maverick comes in and pins the prone Elias to become WWE 24-7 champion. And he like does three laps around the ring and then he realizes R-Truth is getting up. So he like starts backing out and it was fine. 
it's just this 24 seven thing. It's, it's starting to fall flat. It really is. And uh, like with, why did Elias have it all night and no goober was chasing him? Like it's a total turnaround. Is it, you know, you would think maybe because Shane's protecting him, but that's not the case because Shane's not there. So I don't, I don't get it at all. They uh, change the rules whenever they want. I mean, I, I will say, uh, Drake Maverick did. They they showed on a SmackDown, uh, like on the YouTube thing, um, the SmackDown Fallout or something. Uh, Drake escaping with the title and with his wife. So hopefully, he can avoid another future endeavor and uh, finally consummate the marriage with his wife because they both escaped with the title. There's no. I way. really hope. I really hope he consummated it. Yeah. There's no yeah. Way. It's not happening. He's got a he's got a week to do it. <laughs> so he better <laughs> not necessarily. Remember, titles can change hands anywhere, anytime, any place. It's a twenty four seven championship. Well, as of right now, he's had plenty of time. Yeah. So hopefully, he's doing that. So we're, he's doing it. We're backstage, and Chad K. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna cut that. We're back. You're not gonna cut that, are you? No, that's the thing. We're backstage. <laughs> Chad Gable is being interviewed, and then he suddenly gets interrupted by Shelton Benjamin, who looks over to the interviewer and says, I'm looking for Chad Gable. Anyone seen Chad Gable? And he's like, you know, got his hands over his eyes, and he looks down straight at Chad, and he's like, if anyone sees him, make sure you let me know, implying that, I think he calls him Shorty Gable, actually, because eventually he's going to call him Shorty G. I guess that's Shorty G? And then, then he leaves. And that's, that's what happens. This is so stupid. It's so stupid. Then, can you believe it? We get to your main event of the night. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Shelton Benjamin versus Chad Gable. And man, it's also good I that uh, Shelton Benjamin has fixed his eyeballs. I couldn't think of two better, two better superstars to end this amazing SmackDown with. Also, whatever happened to crazy Shelton Benjamin? It, they just dropped it. I hate it when they drop stuff. Yeah. Hey, where they drop stuff. I, maybe I think I, mean, I, I, I think I figured it out, guys. I think he's been sitting there for weeks, and he's like, "Oh man, I've got all these short jokes in my head, but nobody to <laughs> nobody to do them on. I can't." And he's just like looking around, and he's searching, and now he's finally found somebody. Chad Gable, Shorty G, former former tag team player. Yeah, That's it. He's got he's got material oh. to use now. Obviously, this match was great, but why in the world was this the main event? Why wasn't Randy Orton versus Big E the main event, or even the other King of the Ring match? Why? Are you, I don't know why you're asking this, bro. Because, but that doesn't make any sense. There was no reason not to let this. There was there was no reason for this to be the main event, dude. Nothing they're doing makes sense. That's what we're talking about. This is why things sucked recently. Mm. The ending was cool, though. There was like a sunset flip into a pinfall. It was a cool, it was a cool ending. It was fine. The whole match was good. It just didn't make any sense. Neither one of these guys needs to go over. Neither one of these guys should have advanced. This is bad seating. Listen, I like Chad Gable. I'm glad he won. I like him too, but it's just it's so dumb. I don't get it. You can't just like let a guy be irrelevant for years and then be like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna put him in, let him win the first round and not let Kevin Owens or Drew McIntyre, Buddy Murphy win. It just, it's, it really, yeah, he's going to come corn. out. He's going to come out next uh-huh. week as Shorty G 
He's going to come out next week as Shorty G. He's going to be dressed like old school John Cena. And he's going to bust a rap. Please, God, no. <laughs> so then we get the uh, we get the, the real main event. And Roman Reigns comes to the ring. And he says, ladies and gentlemen, actually what, what he's out there, he's out there. And Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan are in the back. And they say, Roman Reigns, we demand an apology. And he says, well, let's let's watch this video first. And if the crowd thinks that you should get an apology, I'll give you one. So then they show this really poorly edited attack. It was the very first one where the, you know, all the stuff was falling on him. Just when he thought and this stupid segment or this. You'd never see it again. Well, no, I didn't think they could make it worse, but they somehow found well, they did. A, a way to make it worse. I, like they did. I was just, yeah, go ahead. So they show the same video that we've seen a thousand times, but this time Rowan's in it. And why have we not seen him before? Because correct me if I'm wrong, it's the same shot, right? Yeah, and not only that, but like... No, it's a different shot. I think they had this angle at one point. They they also had like a hundred camera cuts, so maybe they it took us some time to find all the different camera footages and, you know, I don't know. But I really want to go back and compare it. What's ridiculous as well is that he, he found a way to look over the footage and see Buddy Murphy walking in the background, like barely who I didn't notice the first time around. And yet nobody saw Rowan in the first shot, apparently who yeah, who's there for like 10 seconds, who's standing basically right next to Kayla. When she ran over there, he's pushing the thing on top of him. It's like, so and then not only does he not, he's got a curtain behind him. So I'm thinking, okay, so he's going to, you know, back away and slide in the curtain and just, no, you know, he doesn't do that. He starts to, and then he flips the curtain and then just walks right by. It's like, nobody thought to stop the guy fleeing the scene of the crime with a hoodie on <laughs> with a giant red beard sticking out from it. Like it's so ridiculous. I was like, I cannot believe they made this shot worse. It was so bad. It was better that it didn't have like 100 camera cuts again, but I was just like, really? This is what you do? Like, <sighs> Wait a second. I thought that was Derek Rowan. You know, th- and that's the thing. It like, you can't see clearly. It's just a big <laughs> beard. And, and then instead of Daniel Bryan goes, no, that was Derek Rowan. He turns to Rowan, turns around, and slaps him, I think, six times. Oh, he slapped like, him all right. Yeah, and he's like... <laughs> How dare you? You know how I hate liars. And he's like beating the snot out of Rowan, who's like twice his size. And I'm thinking, okay, this is where Rowan turns on Daniel Bryan. No, he turns around and walks away. And my wife says, I know. And my wife says, it's like taking a dog out out, out to the woods and screaming at it until it turns around and runs away. That's exactly what happened. Like he's beating up on this guy, like slapping him constantly in the face. And he just like looks all sad. He turns around. The dude's like seven feet tall. He's got a hundred pounds on Dan O'Brien. I just, that was so stupid. Rowan, so stupid. Rowan went to go and uh, he actually peed on himself. And he had Obviously. to go, and he had to go clean it up. Clearly, clearly. So Dan O'Brien, who is incredible and can make almost anything work. He is he's passionate about this, right? And in his mind, he's probably thinking. By George, because that's how Dan, Dan O'Brien thinks in his head. By, By George. George. 
if I'm going to be given this crap, I'm going to sell the crap out of it. So he slapped Rowan and he's staring into the camera and he goes, I can't believe that Rowan lied to me. Rowan's been lying to me to, for weeks, Roman. And he's coming out. He comes through the, to, to the, he start coming down the ramp. And he's like, I had nothing to do with this. Someone else put him up to it. And as soon as he hits the ring, Roman Reigns spears him to a chorus of boos. And the reason that they got these boos is because, first of all, what if Daniel Bryan's telling the truth? Roman Reigns is a horrible person for not giving him a chance. You know what? He's probably lying. But Roman Reigns is a good guy. That was a poor decision. And you know what? People love Daniel Bryan. And if you're trying to get Roman Reigns over, this ain't the way to do it, pal. This segment blew my mind with how bad it was. And it, I feel like this, this whole thing has been getting worse pretty much every week. And I, I just I I like whodunits, but I just want it to be over. I just want it to be over. They need a whodunit on who wrote this segment or who wrote the show. <laughs> they need a whodunit, and then they need a you're fired because it's yeah. just been terrible the whole way through. It, I I completely agree. Like Daniel Bryan coming out, that's what I thought. Like he comes out and is like he's you know he's a liar. He told me he didn't do it. He's you know going in the ring and they're almost just spears Bryan for no reason. Like at least have Rowan go out there and be mad at, you know, Roman. And he's like, you know, he's caught red handed, you know, or something. He wants to go take it out on him. You know, he's just going to do whatever. And then Roman spears him and nobody's really going to care, you know, but yeah. Brian like didn't deserve it or, you know, we don't think he does. Maybe he does have, have something to do with it, but Roman doesn't know that for sure. And neither yeah. does the audience and he just kills him. So. And he didn't like beat him down. Like, this is attempted murder, right? They tried to kill him <laughs> twice. And then he's just like, Spear, oh, I'm done. And then he walks away. Yeah. And like, what happened at the end of the segment last week when he's like, who is Derek Rowan? This is weird. And then like, he just turned around and I think we talked about this last week. He just like turned around and left. Like, is that what yeah. we're supposed to believe? And this, this whole thing is so poorly planned. It's like, are these writers actually TV writers? Like, have they ever written for a television show before? Because you would think they'd be smarter than this, unless it's soap operas and they just make up all the crap anyway. I don't know. I'm I'm sorry, Chris. You you go ahead. I don't mean to Well, they've never written for me, pal. Yeah, I'm a genius. Well, I was just going to say, I don't know if y'all noticed um, Daniel Bryan's awesome T-shirt with a sloth with, oh, yeah, the sloth with, wolverine. Sloth with wolverine claws. I was, was like, so cool. you know what? Everything else sucks, but this is, this is pretty awesome. I like that. <laughs> I'm just looking at the bright side of things. The whole segment was bad, but the way he was slapping him, I was like, "Dang!" I think I think his beard absorbed most of the punishment. So that's true. That's true. And, and let's talking about Roman is, I mean Rowan as well. Doesn't he just look like a giant piece of cardboard back there? Like I want I want to root for the guy. He's been around for a long time, but gosh, he's just no good, is he? He's a big monster, but he just he has no personality. He's okay in the ring. But he has no personality at all. I, I, ugh, I can't stand. I, the guy. I hate to say it. Listen, I don't mean this to sound nasty, but they they literally castrated him by by letting yeah. him get slapped like just slapped, open hand slapped, and then just stand there, and take it, and walk away. He has no yeah. credibility as a big man anymore. No, not at all. So I don't know. I just the whole thing was bad, and I'm gonna go ahead and grade this first. I don't know if I've ever done this before. This is really easy for me. So let's go through everything. 
Ali versus Buddy Murphy, good. Maybe shouldn't have happened this specific way, but good. Bailey versus Lacey Evans, okay. Randy Orton versus Big E, pretty good. Chad Gale versus Shelton Benjamin, pretty good. Not bad, four decent matches, right? But then everything else, everything else was so bad. All of it. All of it was terrible. D, awful. Hmm. Uh, I actually... You, you gave this show a D, and I gave Raw a D. Uh, yeah. I didn't hate this as much as I hated Raw. I think also because, it, again, it helps only being two hours. So if it's this stupid, I don't have to endure it for another hour. <laughs> um, I'll give it a C minus. It's right – because to me, Raw was worse. Um, but, I, I mean, it's right there with it. So uh, I'll give it a C minus. And, like, I'm, I'm the guy that said before – if there's good wrestling on a show, I can overlook the rest of the stuff. But when the rest of the stuff, all the rest of the stuff, all of it, was so bad. It was so bad. I just can't I, I can't get behind it. It's just so difficult for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and i I'm gonna go with you here. A uh I'm gonna say it's a D plus. Um I, I'm just I'm upset with the fact that there's so there's there's barely any wrestling on a wrestling show. Yeah, and, and I know that it's a sports entertainment, right? But there wasn't a lot of sport because there was nobody there. I mean, there, there wasn't there weren't any matches. I couldn't imagine being there live. I would have been so upset. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you know uh, Eric Bischoff has been involved lately. Uh, do you I mean? Do you guys know how? I mean, no, it, no I haven't heard anything. No idea. It felt like. It felt like a WCW, like no wrestling show, a little bit. Like, and it's kind of been that way. I don't know if that's like his touch that he's been doing. I know Vince has come in and rewritten the show a bunch, but yeah, it definitely, it's not wrestling heavy. It's, it's raw and SmackDown recaps a lot. And the whodunit thing has been dominating it, but it's been horrible. So I hope it doesn't, uh, if, if it is Eric Bischoff, I hope he doesn't stay around for much longer because. I just, I just don't know. I don't know. And last week's SmackDown was bad, but not this bad. And before that, it was good for a couple weeks. Like I don't, I just, and I can deal with the bad weeks as long as they're mostly good. But I just, I don't have any hope. I mean, it's just this, this, some of this stuff is just so unbelievable. It's right. just so unbelievable. I, I just, and again, I watched SmackDown and Raw. I watched wrestling for wrestling, but you got to have the other stuff be at least mediocre. And most of these other segments weren't even mediocre. I just, I can't, I can't. Let's move on to something fun. Unless you guys want to add anything else. No, we're good. <laughs> okay, good. Wrestling trivia. And Kyle is, is preparing to once again, do the beat the clock 32nd. Uh, oh, shut up. Challenge. Wow. So, <laughs> Bro, so we're gonna be, he's calling his shot. You better believe it. We're going to do some wrestling trivia, Chris. So you, you start whenever you're ready. All right, guys. Well, for uh, everyone who may be listening for the first time, we have uh, three different eras to choose from. We have the classic era, the attitude era, and the modern era. And I believe last time uh, Matt won. Well, that's true. It's true. So, so Matt, go ahead and select uh, which which era you want to go with first. Let's do some modern, baby. Modern era. Okay. Which and- one- 2013. 2013. And the rule still applies. You have to allow me to finish. Oh, come on. The question. 
Uh, I guess it is better for our listeners. I guess it's better for our listeners. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. I already asked that question before. I can't do it again. All right, what third-generation superstar starred in the film The Marine 2? Matt. Yes. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, I just lost it. I don't know. John Cena. It's wrong. Nope. He was in the Marine One. Go ahead. Kyle? Uh, oh, I just remembered it. Dang it. Was it Ted DiBiase Jr.? It is. I couldn't remember if it was him or Orton, so I'm glad I guessed right. Good yeah, job. Because, uh, Good job. Actually, Orton, Orton was supposed to, but uh, there was a big uproar because he uh, he was dishonorably discharged. Right. Yeah. That's right. So, I do think it's fair that someone was, di- if they were dishonorably discharged from the military, maybe they shouldn't star in a, a pro military action movie. I agree. <laughs> maybe, I like or maybe he just shouldn't here, be the Marine. Yeah. Like, I feel like none of us here are, are what, what most people would consider snowflakes, right? But come on. Like, that was, that was a really bad call. Right. Yeah. All, All right. right. Matt, one, Cal Zero. Let's go. Uh, Kyle one, Matt zero. Look, stop trying to change the score. Attitude. Attitude. Let's see. Who did The Rock last eliminate to win the 2000 Royal Rumble match? Kyle. Kyle. Triple H. No. Um, I, I, bluntly, I have no clue. So I'm going to say Mankind. The Big Show. Oh, um, yeah. They, he did the suplex thing. It was The Big Show. Yeah. Mm. All right, Kyle. Uh, modern. Modern era. Okay, who jumped from Raw and won a 20-man battle royal for the vacant World Heavyweight Championship on a January 2006 episode of SmackDown. Kyle. Yes. Kurt Angle. That is correct. Oh. Man. Two, mm-hmm. to, two to nothing. Here we go. I don't like this rule. That's Attitude. Attitude. <laughs> what superstar was Intercontinental co-champion with China in January 2000? Kyle. Kyle. Eddie Guerrero. No. Is it... Uh, oh. Mm. Is it, it BG James? BG James. Road Dog Jesse James? No. It is Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Yeah, I remembered after. <laughs> really? Yes. China was Intercontinental champion when she was with Eddie Guerrero, but she was sole champion. Hmm. All right, yeah. Kyle, still you. Uh, two, oh, right? two to nothing. Classic. Classic. All right. In 1989, in what 1989 movie starred Hulk Hogan as a professional wrestler named Rip? Hmm. <laughs> 
I have no clue. Kyle. Yes. Uh, the nanny. <laughs> no, I think <laughs> it's not that one, but uh, isn't it the the one where he's in like a speedboat or something at the beginning yeah. of the movie? I don't know the name of it though. I'm gonna go with Tropic Thunder, which is wrong because that's the Robert Downey Jr. movie. But okay, No Holds Barred. Ah, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure in that movie there's a there's a random scene like Hulk Hogan's driving down the road in a convertible or something, and I don't know if this was like an extra or if this was just a person or whatever. It still doesn't make sense to me. He's standing by the water and he just throws his dog in the water. <laughs> what? Like, yeah, you should go look it up on YouTube. It's hilarious. It doesn't make any sense. But Hulk Hogan's just like cruising and like in the background's the ocean or whatever. And then there's just a guy holding this giant dog. I mean, he's not a little tiny dog. He's like a medium to large sized dog. And he just hurls him into the water. Like, it's hilarious. You need to go look it up. I'm absolutely watching it. Yeah. Oh, this, this is the one with uh, Zeus. Yes. Hmm. All right, guys, just so you know, it's still two to nothing. Between the two of us us wrestling professionals here, uh, we are two and five. We suck. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go modern. Modern. What superstar battled Rey Mysterio in a ladder match for custody of Mysterio's son, Dominic, at Summer? Matt, 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 Matt. Oh, it's not finished. Oh no! At SummerSlam 2005, Matt. Wow. Oh, that was a close one. I'm gonna have to go with Matt. Uh, that would be Dominic's real father. His name's Eddie Guerrero. That is correct. I yeah. am your poppy. I apologize. I actually thought you were done. Yeah, sure you did. I did. Next time, next time you won't be allowed to answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, let's go back with modern. All right. Modern era. What other legend teamed with Ric Flair to defeat the Spirit Squad for the World Tag Team Championship at Cyber Sunday 2006? Matt? Yes. Is it Shawn Michaels? No. Hmm. I'll watch this too. Uh, Roddy Piper. That is correct. Oh my gosh. This is not looking good. The rowdy one himself. Hmm. I'm not going to lie. That was a complete guess. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't remember if, uh, Piper was involved with it or not, but I was just like, sure, I'll try it. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's three to one guys. Hmm. Are we going first to five? I don't, how many questions have I asked? Well, uh, <laughs> let's see. Three to one. We've missed three, so seven. Okay. Yeah. Let's go with Attitude. Attitude era. Uh, this is going to be easy, so let me finish. Where's my button? What 76-year-old woman was powerbombed through a table by the Dudley Boys in 2000? Matt. Yes. Uh, I don't remember which one it is. May Young. May Young is correct. Woo! Fitty, fitty chance there. Yeah. <laughs> mm. All right. Uh, attitude. 
All right, Attitude Era. What future Hall of Famer entered the 1998 Royal Rumble three times with his three wrestling personas? Kyle. Yes. Mick Foley, Mankind, and Dude Love. That's incorrect. Just Mick Foley is good enough. No, it's incorrect because it was uh, Dude Love, Mankind, and Cactus Jack. It does. So winner match. No, no, it's Mick Foley. (laughs) (laughs) Mick Foley is the answer. The other one, just for effect. (laughs) All right. What you want, Kyle? Classic. Classic. And it's four to two. It is four to two. So. Well, I didn't realize I got that many right. Kyle can win on this one. No. Actually, no, it has to be 10 answered questions, right? Oh, does it? Yeah, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who won the Four Corners elimination match for the vacant WWE Championship at February 1997's In Your House Final Four? Matt? Matt. Sean Michaels? No. I don't have any clue. Kyle. Kyle. Uh, Vader. No. Yeah, I had no idea. (laughs) Brett the Hitman Hart. Uh, That was my other guess. Yeah, mine too. Mm. All right, Kyle. We suck. (laughs) (laughs) We're off our game today. As Uh, long as you know you suck, that's all that matters. Modern. Modern. Uh, what former WWE diva made the final five contestants in the 2010 season of Celebrity Apprentice? Kyle. Maria. Maria is correct. No. Maria Canellis. I didn't know she All was right. on Celebrity Apprentice. Five so she to was two. on there with WWE superstar Donald Trump, right? <laughs> that, that is WWE correct. WWE Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. So uh, it's five to two. So three more questions. So the best you can do, Matt, is tie. Okay. Oh, God. This happened last time. I came back. Yeah. Uh, We'll go with classic. Classic. He just knows that's my worst worst one. (laughs) What was the name of the impressive tag team formed by the Warlord and the Barbarian? I hear crickets. Kyle. Kyle. Uh, the Brothers of Doom. No. <laughs> I completely I'm, I'm made guess, that up. I'm going to guess the Dungeon of Doom, which is incorrect because that's a WCW stable. Yeah. The Powers of Pain. Oh, I remember that now. I do. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could have come up with a generic name and probably could have gotten that too. <laughs> anyone anyone listening right now is like, these guys don't actually know what they're talking about. Maybe this was don't a, blow our cover. Maybe this was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> the other wrestling trivia stuff we've done. Matt really edited good. all the wrong answers. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's been very poor. No, that, that's more than people get to guess. So yeah. All right, go ahead. All right, Kyle. Attitude. Attitude. Batista debuted as Deacon Batista, a body a bodyguard for what former tag team specialist? Matt. Kyle. Matt. Devon Dudley. 
That is correct. Woo! Here it comes. Here it comes. The comeback. Here it comes. I'm excited. Okay. I can feel it. I can feel it in my jellies. Whoa. Whoa. I just watched Detective Pikachu. This is getting dirty, guys. Good movie. No. All right. Well, come on. Uh, Modern. Okay. Modern. What British superstar led Ezekiel Jackson and Vladimir Kozlov in ECW's Ruthless Roundtable? Kyle. Kyle. William Regal. William Regal is right. Uh. And Matt, there's no way for you to come back. So that means that this week, our boy Kyle has won trivia. No chance if that's what you got. (laughs) <laughs> who was it Ezekiel Elliott and who was the other guy Vladimir Kozlov yeah oh gosh that we'll talk about a stable oh my gosh <laughs> mm. okay what is my uh my 30 second my 30 second challenge I am gonna allow Kyle to select whatever he wants because he never mm. gets to do this so <laughs> all right Matt okay be kind I want you to fantasy book. Mm. Hmm. I want you to fantasy book next week on Raw the rematch of the tag team turmoil. <laughs> Does it need to be good or bad? <laughs> it's whatever you want. All right. Okay, Go. here goes. Okay, so we start the tag team turmoil, and the Viking Raiders are already out there, and they're they, you know they're entering number one, and number two you've got Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, they're gone, baby. Number three you've got the Lucha House Party, they're gone, baby. Number four you've got Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode, and after a hard fought match, they're gone, baby. The OC comes out, and they're very dominant. And they will actually defeat the Viking Raiders with some shenanigans. So the Viking Raiders have beat three teams. I've got one second left. So uh, in the end, the Revival win. Winner, Matt. Hmm. Yay! I ran why out did of you time. say? Why did you say winner yourself? That that doesn't uh, because because I won. Oh, you want to make yourself feel good? That's cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 19 <laughs> of Wrestle Life Radio. Please like, share, and subscribe on whatever you're listening to us on right now. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram. On Instagram, we're Wrestle Life Radio. On Twitter, we are Wrestle Life Pod. You can also follow us individually. Chris, we can find you at Chris.cumby on both Instagram and Twitter. Kyle, we can follow you at Kyle.poly on just Instagram. Wait a minute. Chris, say yours again. Chris.cumby on Instagram and Twitter. You're, there's a dot in yours? Did I say dot? Yeah, twice. <laughs> <laughs> Still my gimmick. Yeah, we're absolutely, yep. we're absolutely not editing that out, but you can follow Chris at... Chris Cumby. And you can follow me at Wrestle Life Matt. Once again, we really appreciate you listening. Thank you so much for, for listening. us just tear down Raw and SmackDown this week. Oh, gosh. Can all out come soon enough? Ugh. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Dot, dot, dot. Good dot, bye.